I want to invite you to turn to Mark chapter 4. The Gospel of Mark tonight, chapter 4. Our text is verses 1 through 20. Mark 4, 1 through 20. When you've located that, I'll invite you to stand for the reading of God's Word. He began to teach again by the sea. And such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. After the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell in the good soil. And as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he was saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parables. And he was saying to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables so that while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might return and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown, and when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the seedfulness of riches, the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. You can be seated. As we mentioned this morning, something's beginning to take place in the Gospel of Mark. As the controversy between Jesus and the religious elite began to grow, a division is being made between Jesus' true followers and those who are on the outside. We might say those who are insiders and those who are outsiders, those who are inside the kingdom and those who are still yet outside the kingdom. And this morning we saw how that, that division is pictured clearly by Jesus and it involves how we see Jesus. 
how we view Him and how we respond to Him is what differentiates those who are inside and those who are outside. The same idea is continued tonight as we look at the parable of the sower and the soils. We're continuing to see this division between those who are inside and those who are outside. The parable of the four soils explains why is it that the proclamation of the good news of the coming of the kingdom is not universally and joyfully accepted? Why is the good news of the kingdom have such a mixed reaction from people? Some people are puzzled. Some people lack understanding. Some people disregard it. Some people are antagonistic. And some are just outright resistant to it. Why such a mixed reaction to what should be good news? Why? Well, it has to do with how the people hear. The main theme of this discourse is the importance of hearing. The problem with those on the outside, outside the kingdom, outside the family of God, their problem is that their hearing is ineffective. This parable both begins and ends with the call that we see in verse 3, listen. You see it again in verse 9, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's calling for the people of God to hear. This is a command. That means it is urgent that we listen. The word hear or listen occurs in this, this text Ten times. So tonight we're going to think about hearing the Word of God and see how that determines who's in the kingdom and who's outside the kingdom. Now, in verses 1 through 9, Jesus tells the parable. That's not where He explains it. He just tells the parable. There's a sower... Someone's coming to plant seeds. And here's how it would work. He would hold an apron in this hand and the seed would be in his apron. And he would take the seed with the other hand and he would broadcast it. Just scatter it. In all directions. You see, this seed would, would be put on the surface of the ground and it would be plowed after the seed was scattered. The seed would be scattered and then it would be plowed under. So he's broadcasting seed. Well, because of this method of sowing seed, it's not carefully placed, it's just scattered. Some of the seed would fall on the path where they walk, which would be hard. Obviously, the, the, there's no soil there really to absorb it, so it would just lay on the surface. Well, Palestine to this day, is notorious for rocks and thorns and weeds in the soil. 
So some of the, some of the seed would fall among the, the thorns and the rocky ground that's just part of that part of the world. Okay, you understand? So as this seed is scattered, some's going to fall on the path as he's scattering seed close to the roadway. Some's going to fall on the rocks and thorns which you just can't get rid of if you're in Palestine, not all of them. And that's the basis of this parable. There's different kinds of soil even in this one place. There's the path, there's the good soil, and then there are places where it's mostly rocks, and then there are places where there are lots of thorns. And the seed falls in all of these different places. The seed on the pathway obviously never takes root, so it doesn't produce fruit. The seed that falls among the rocky ground, it doesn't produce fruit because there's no depth of soil. There's just, you know, just a little dusting on the surface. It springs up when the sun comes out, but as soon as it gets hot, it dies and never produces fruit. The seed that falls among the thorns, the, the weeds and the thorns compete with the plant for nourishment and they rob it of all its nutrients and they choke out the life of it. So even if it grows up green, it never bears any fruit. And then the seed that falls in the good soil bears fruit at different levels of increase, 30, 60, 100 fold. So that is the parable. There's some seed that falls on the hardened path, some where the soil's too shallow, some among the thorns, and some on good ground. Now, as we know, because we've heard this parable many times, the soils represent how people hear the Word of God. And this is what tells you who's inside the kingdom and who's outside the kingdom. Let's notice three things tonight. First of all, if you hear the Gospel and don't bear fruit, you are outside the the kingdom. If you hear the gospel and don't bear fruit, you are outside the kingdom. In verses 13 through 19, Jesus explains this parable and He explains these soils that don't bear fruit. Now, something that I would point out to you. The first three kinds of hearing are, are what we might call a superficial hearing. It's, it's that in one ear and out the other kind of hearing. There's no real effort. They, they don't respond to it in obedience. They just hear it, but don't dwell on it. The verb tense, when it refers to the hearing, it, it's a one-time action. It's not a, they, they don't go on hearing. They just hear it that one time, but it never takes root. Now, what I need you to understand, first of all, is that the sower is Jesus. The one sowing the seed is Jesus. The, the seed He is sowing is the Gospel, the message of the Kingdom, the good news about Christ and what He's come to do and who He is. And as He sows this seed, it receives different kinds of reception among different people. There are three kinds of people who only give the gospel a casual hearing. And their failure to hear the Word of God 
confirms them as outsiders because they bear no fruit. First notice this. Verse 15. These are the ones who are beside the road where the word is sown and when they hear immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Okay, this is one type of reaction to Jesus. This is like the Pharisees and the religious elite, they never for one second give Jesus any room. From the beginning, they're not going to accept anything He says. They hear it, but they dismiss it right off the bat. Okay? There are some people like that. They hear the preaching of the Gospel. They hear the message of the Kingdom. They hear the the news about who Jesus is and what He's done, and they never take it seriously even for a moment. Right from the bat, they dismiss it. Jesus said this is like the enemy. Satan. He, he, he's there, and the moment the Word of God is sown in their hearts, He snatches it away. It's like 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I believe it's verse 6 says, Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. That's the work of the enemy in a sinful heart. They hear the preaching of the Word and it immediately they dismiss it. Here's the second kind of person. The second kind of hearing. Verse 16, in a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky places, who when they hear the Word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the Word, immediately they fall away. Okay, here's the deal. There were some people who heard the preaching of Jesus. When they first heard the preaching of Jesus, they were happy. They said, yes, this could, be, this could be Him. This could finally be the times. Could finally be God's kingdom come. But as opposition to Jesus began to rise, as the official religious leaders began to oppose Jesus, these people began to have second thoughts. They reevaluate their enthusiasm, right? They, they saw Jesus do these miracles. But all of a sudden, there's this pressure put on them from the Jewish authorities. And there's all these challenges of Jesus to all the traditional religious behavior, all these controversies, and it causes them to have second thoughts. And as the heat gets turned up, and it begins to be clear that following Jesus is not going to be easy, these people fall away. As quickly as they embraced it, they turn it loose. And because of that reason, they never bear fruit. This is people in, in our life and time. Oh, they show up at church, you know, and they'll come to revival and they make a profession of faith. And word may kind of get around. And it goes back to school. And his friends start giving him a hard time about, being a Christian, or he, he starts feeling some pressure from some of his friends who are not Christians, and just as quickly as he picks it up, he puts it down. You've known people like this. They made a profession of faith maybe when they were a kid or something, but you looked up and just no time at all, and they're gone, never be seen again. That's another kind of hearing. 
Some people hear it and dismiss it right from the beginning. Some people hear it and it, it appears they're going to accept it and believe. But as soon as they get going good, they are, for whatever reason, they turn away. And there's a third kind of hearer. 18, verse 18, Others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things enters in and chokes the word and it becomes unfruitful. Here's another kind of person Jesus says. They hear the preaching of the gospel. It appears they're going to accept it. They make a start. But then the worries of this life, the concerns and anxieties of the present age, the desire for wealth and pleasure, the desire for earthly things, the desire to pursue earthly pursuits and have material possessions, all of these things just choke them out. In other words, there's too many other things competing for the Word. There's too many other things competing for their affection. They decide they, they, they want material things. They decide they want earthly pleasure. They're drawn by the seductions of the world. They're all wrapped up in the things of this life, making money and raising kids. And they decide to, to give all themselves to this life. And pretty soon, the gospel is squeezed out and Jesus doesn't have a place in your life. You ever known somebody like that? You thought, you thought maybe they were going to, you know, they, they came to church a while and you thought maybe they were going to follow Jesus, but it wasn't long at all and they're right back in the world chasing after the things of the world, the pleasures of the world, pursuits of the world, all wrapped up in the worries and concerns of this life. That's another kind of hear. So here are three kinds of hearers. Some, they dismiss the preaching of the gospel as soon as they hear it. They never take it seriously. Others, initially they respond with joy, but as soon as they embrace it just as quickly, they turn it loose. They walk away from it as quick as they found it. When it becomes clear that it's not going to be easy to follow Jesus, they just let it all go. Another kind, they make a start, but ultimately the, the, the world is too strong of an attraction for them and they go right back to the world. All different ways you can respond to Jesus. But the same is true for all of them. They're outsiders. It doesn't matter which one of those you are. If you're any of those, you're outside the kingdom. These people don't bear fruit and they're left outside the kingdom. If you hear the gospel and don't bear fruit, you are outside the the kingdom. If you allow anything else to undermine your loyalty to Jesus and His kingdom, you are outside the kingdom. You are unfruitful. If you hear and don't bear fruit, you are outside the kingdom. Here's the second thing I want you to see. If you hear the gospel and bear fruit, you are inside the kingdom. Verse 20. Those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. 
You remember how in, in, I told you in the first three hearers, it's a casual hearing in one ear and out the other? Well, this kind of hearing is different. You can notice it talks here about the seed being sown and they hear the word. This word here does not point to a one-time hearing, but to an ongoing, continual hearing. They listen and continue listening. They hear the word and continue hearing it. In other words, they don't just make a start, but when they hear the word, they stay plugged into it. They continue listening to the good news, the gospel. Their hearing is not careless and inattentive. They are engaged. They hear, receive, and bear fruit. You catch that? Verse 20, they hear, accept it, and bear fruit. See, that's what marks a disciple of Jesus. Someone that hears the word, receives it, and then bears fruit. That's what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. That's those who are inside the kingdom. You see, Jesus again is drawing a line to divide those who are truly His followers from those who are not. For those who are Jesus' followers, fellowship with Him and doing the will of Christ take precedence over everything else. They hear, they believe, they bear fruit. And for Mark, that's what faith looks like. Somebody want, want, to, want to ask you, what does it look like to have saving faith in Jesus? Hear, believe, bear fruit. That's true saving faith. Hear, receive it, believe it, embrace it, and bear fruit. That's faith. That's what marks those who are inside the kingdom. Insiders and outsiders correspond to the seed that is sown. If the soil is bad, they don't hear and receive and bear fruit. They are outsiders. If the soil is good, they receive it, hear it, receive it, and bear fruit. They are insiders. They bear fruit. Now, there's another part to this that I need to take time and, and go back and explain. Verses 10 through 12 um, are really important here. I want to just recap what we've said. Those who hear the gospel, but they don't receive it and bear fruit, are outside of God's kingdom. Those who are inside the kingdom of those who hear the gospel, they receive it, they accept it, they embrace it, and then they bear fruit. Which, what does that look like? Well, it looks like obedience. They follow. They give themselves to obedience. That's the fruit that comes from it. They stay with Jesus. They don't just make a start, but they stay with Jesus. Now, here's what we learn from verses 10 through 12. And this is, this is a warning. If you continually refuse to hear the gospel and bear fruit, you may become unable to. If you continually refuse to hear the gospel and bear fruit, you may become unable to. In verse 10 it said, When Jesus was alone, 
his followers and the twelve began to ask him about the parables. This is what he said. To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. What is the mystery? The Apostle Paul defines a mystery as something that was not known in the past, that cannot be known apart from divine revelation, and that God has recently made known. Let me say that again. A mystery is something that was not known in the past. The only way you can know it is if God reveals it to you, and it's something that God has recently chosen to make known. So what is this mystery Jesus is talking about? Well, it's the kingdom of God. The mystery, the secret that had been hidden in the past that's now been revealed is that the kingdom of God has drawn near in the person of Jesus Christ. In the person and the words and the works of Jesus, the kingdom of God has come near. That's the mystery. How the kingdom would come was a mystery in the past. Who this would be to usher in the kingdom was a mystery in the past. Exactly how the kingdom was going to come was veiled in the past. With Jesus, the kingdom comes. And now God has revealed this secret to those who have ears to hear. In the lowly Jesus of Nazareth, the kingdom of God has come near. This is the secret. Now notice this, verse 11. To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God, but those who are outside get everything in parables, so that while seeing they may, may see... Let me start that over. So that while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand... Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. Now, the first thing we need to understand is that that is a quote from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Jesus is quoting the Old Testament. And to understand how He's using it, we need to go back to Isaiah and learn the context. Isaiah chapter 6 is the same chapter where it says, Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up, seated on His throne in the train of his temple filled the temple. You remember that? Okay, and Isaiah said, Woe is me, I'm undone, for I'm a man of unclean lips who dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And the angel took the coal from the altar and purged his sin. And God said, Who will go for us? Whom will I send? Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. Well, when you get to verses 9 and 10, Jesus is telling Isaiah, not Jesus, but God the Father, is telling, telling Isaiah to go and preach to the people. But He's telling Isaiah, I'm telling you in advance, they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen. They're going to see, but they're not going to perceive. They're going to hear, but they're not going to understand. Why? Because if they understood, they might return and be forgiven. Let me explain to you what's going on. The people of God have rejected His pleas to repent over and over and over and over. They have hardened their hearts to His cries to bring them back to Himself 
over and over. They have refused to listen. Their hearts have become hard. And God finally said, enough. And God confirmed them in their decision. What does that mean? That means this. They refused to see. So God made them unable to see. They refused to hear. So God made them unable to hear. In other words, they had crossed a line where God said, that's enough. And now Isaiah was going to preach, but God said they're not going to listen. They had so hardened their hearts against God that God made their decision final. In other words, they were going to go into exile. They were going to be punished and there was no way out of it. There was no going back. That's what Jesus is saying here about these people. He's speaking especially about these religious people, these religious leaders who have so hardened their hearts against Jesus that they would say that His power comes from the devil. Why are you using parables, Jesus? Because they've crossed the line. They've crossed the line. They refuse to see, so now they're going to be unable to see. They refuse to hear, so now they're going to be unable to hear. God was giving them their way. You get it? They refused to accept Jesus and God said, okay, that's how you want it. That's how you'll get it. What's the point? The point's very simple. If you persistently, willfully, continue to refuse to hear, believe, and bear fruit, there may come a time when God says, okay, you refuse to see, I'm going to make you unable to see. You refuse to hear, I'm going to make you unable to hear. In other words, the day may come when God lets you have your way. God may confirm the choice you have made. You choose to reject Jesus, God may choose to accept that as your final act. You with me? Now keep in mind, God wasn't keeping these people from hearing the Word. Oh, no, 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 no. They heard Jesus preach many, many times. And even after this, they would hear Him preach many, many times. But the true secrets of the kingdom would not be revealed to them because their ears were closed. God was making their own decision final. Now, I need to say this. It's possible for those who are outside the kingdom to become inside insiders. It's possible for outsiders to become insiders. How do I know? Because I was one. So were you. We were all outside the kingdom at one time. This morning we talked about Jesus' brothers who didn't believe in Him. They're outsiders at that time. But later they did become part. Later they did hear. So in other words, just because you haven't heard in the past doesn't mean there's no opportunity to hear again. 
unless you get to the place that your heart is so hard that you're unable to hear. In other words, you get to the place that you don't care anymore. You're not interested anymore. The gospel doesn't move you anymore. Your heart's not stirred by it anymore. You can ignore it and it doesn't move you. When you come to that place, you've gone too far. The, the bottom line for this text is this. Only those who hear the gospel and bear fruit are in the kingdom of God. We see this line drawn that separates the true followers of Christ from everybody else. Only those who hear the word of God, receive it, and bear fruit are in the kingdom of God. We saw it this morning in a little bit different way. Only those who believe in Jesus, the truth about Jesus, and follow Him, only those people are forgiven of all sin and made part of the family of God. Listen, this morning's message and tonight's are really two ways of saying the same thing. What's the problem with the ones this morning? Those who thought Jesus was crazy and those who thought He was satanic. They, they couldn't hear. They had a hearing problem. They're not listening. They're not embracing. They're not bearing fruit. For one group, they're dangerously close to that becoming a final decision. For another group, many of them will later come in. I want you to think about something. You know what gives me hope for people who are hard-hearted? Acts chapter 9 Pharisees were among that group who called Jesus demonic. You know who was a Pharisee? The Apostle Paul. You know who was in that crowd that would have said Jesus was demon-possessed? Now He may not have been there on that occasion, but I promise you that would have been his testimony. How do we know? Because Paul said in 1 Timothy, he was a blasphemer. He was one of those who was hard-hearted against Jesus and rejected Jesus. He was an outsider. And God saved him. Boy, doesn't that give you hope? For people who are hard-hearted. So I want to say two things to you tonight. I'm going to stop. First of all, if you know somebody who seems to be so hard-hearted against the gospel, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Even the Apostle Paul, even a Pharisee who's killing other Christians, there's hope for him. There's hope for anybody. Even though somebody may be hard-hearted. And I want to say this to you. I pointed out to you that those who, who are the true followers of Jesus, those who are inside the kingdom, they hear and they keep on hearing. I wonder if you understand that as a follower of Christ, your job is to always be listening to the Master. Always to be listening. Always to be sitting at His feet, hearing His voice. The way you learn what to do is by hearing what he says. To, to, to 
hear the word. You have to sit at the master's feet. How good are you at hearing? Do you, do you take time to listen to the master's voice? Let's pray.